Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Woo! Hey everybody, good morning and uh, welcome to Coastal Community Church. Great to uh, see everybody here in person. Uh, great to have you guys joining us online. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, as Scott said, we are in week two of this series that we began last week on Mother's Day. Man, what a great Mother's Day we had. Just a great uh, great crowd, great spirit, just baby dedication, all of it. Just a great, great weekend. Um, but today, again, we're in week two of this series, uh, Conversations. The idea for the series is simple. There are some uh, important, crucial conversations that uh, every parent over time needs to be prepared uh, to have with their children. Uh, but this, by the way, don't, don't worry, those of you who aren't parents, this series is not only for those of us who are parents, because we're going to be talking about some stuff that applies to all of us things that we all have to have a handle on. So last week, we kicked off the series, uh, for example, talking about our identity in Christ, uh, who we are and whose we are. And uh, I challenge you not to let anyone steal your identity. So today, I want us to talk about an area of your life that if you don't get this one right, you are going to struggle. And if you are a parent, that's also true of your children. Today, we are going to talk about Friends. And I just heard that uh, uh, the Friends show is coming back, right? A little uh, reunion show or something, so that's kind of great timing. Any of you uh, watch Friends? You know, was that your show back in the day? Yeah. Well, um, today we're going to talk about Friends. In fact, let me ask you this. How many of you are on Facebook? Now, not literally, I know some of you are literally watching it right now on Facebook, but raise your hand if you're on Facebook. Leave us a comment uh, online. Okay, now I realize, by the way, if, if I am not already... Uh, I would love to be your Facebook friend, so uh, friend me, if you will. In fact, in a, a couple of weeks, for those of you who are part of Coastal, you know uh, when I say this, what this is about. Uh, Janet and I are bringing back the uh, cooking and dishing with Pastor Chris and Miss Janet. Hey, there you go, yeah. Um, grilling and chilling, we're going to do that in a couple of weeks. You'll, you'll hear more about that. But anyway, now, uh, maybe, maybe Facebook... Uh, is way less cool than it used to be. You know, maybe it's not as hip uh, as Instagram or TikTok. And if you don't know what TikTok is, by the way, ask your 12-year-old, okay? They, they know. Um, but get this. You ready? Facebook now has 2.8 billion, with a B, billion uh, monthly active users. Uh, and uh, Instagram now has over 1 billion monthly active users, uh, and, and TikTok, in less than just five years, has over 689 million monthly active users. Now, you would kind of think, right, with all of these uh, friends, all these Facebook friends and, and Instagram and TikTok uh, followers and, and all these uh, social media uh, connections, that uh, relationally speaking, man, we would be, we should be stronger and better than we've ever been, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Proverbs 18.24 says this, there are friends, and I like it that it's in quotation marks in this translation, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend 
sticks closer than a brother. Now what he's saying there is that there are different levels of friendship. There are. Listen, you, you know, you're gonna have people in your life that are merely acquaintances, and some of you have a lot of acquaintances, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But no matter how many uh, Facebook friends you have, no matter how, how many followers you have on Instagram or TikTok, it is important that you have some real friends who know you and stick by you and do life with you. Why? Well, because when those relationships in your life are either weak or missing, you are going to experience a great, great deal of emptiness and loneliness, or even worse. You know, loneliness really is a, a symptom today, a, a warning light. It's a warning light that you don't have the friends in your life that you need to have. The friends that you ought to have to, to strengthen you and support you and, and help you grow. In fact, let me ask you this. In your life right now, is your relationship warning light going off? From time to time, are you struggling with loneliness? And I'm not talking about being alone or single. I'm talking about loneliness. Now, the truth is, we are facing a loneliness epidemic in our country. Many, many articles have been written about this, you know, especially after what we've all been through this past year. And, and one of the reasons, though, that that is more likely now and why that's such a big deal today is that people are more likely to spend time relating to other people only online rather than uh, in person. In other words, like it or not, we have become a society that is increasingly isolated from one another. Now, here's what I want you to see today. That was never God's intention for you or for me. It is not what he created us for. We were created for community. We were created for doing life with people. We were created for having real and lasting friends. In fact, one of God's antidotes for loneliness is the church. It's the church. You know, what, that, that's one of the reasons why we started Coastal, right? You know, yes, to help people connect with God first and foremost, right? To come to know Him, but also to help people connect with one another. You know, we want to create this environment for, for people to, to make friends, to find people that they can do life with and help them become more and more like Jesus. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, listen to this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Underline the command, let us not neglect our meeting together. That's a command. You see, the Bible says that it's important for us to gather together on a regular basis as a church. That's one of the reasons why you know, we meet on a regular basis on Sundays, but it's also why we believe in the importance of gathering together regularly in small groups. Called what here at Coastal? What do we call them? Life groups. Life groups. Listen, man, I love this 
I love what we do on Sunday morning. I love our worship. I love getting to see you guys. But it is hard to grow in a crowd. It's hard to make friends in a crowd. And so our life groups provide that opportunity for, you know, walking out those one another's in the Bible. You know, love one another, support one another, pray for each other, encourage. Now, Granted, uh, here's the reality right now in the, in the calendar. Um, our life group semester ends this month. In fact, many of our life groups um, have already come to a close for this semester. And then all of our groups uh, take a, a short uh, summer break, and then they kick back off in the fall uh, when school starts. So let me share with you another opportunity here at Coastal to meet people, to get connected. It's through serving. It's through serving. Listen, I want to challenge you today to, to join a life team and start serving. You know, whether that's uh, our Coastal Kids Children's Ministry, whether that's First Impressions and, or the parking team, you know, holding a door, passing out uh, bulletins. Maybe it's our security team, prayer team, uh, the cafe, the tech booth, worship, all of it. Listen, these are opportunities to connect and to grow and to do life with other people, to begin those relationships. Uh, in fact, today, on the back of your Connect card, um, here in person, online, you have our Connect card as well. Uh, I'd like to volunteer to serve, circle one. And then all of these things I just mentioned are there listed. But not just on Sunday morning, by the way. Um, every week, here at Coastal, we offer opportunities, multiple opportunities, to serve and to love our community. And, listen to this, it's a chance for you and I to get connected. So I want to challenge you to come to our next Saturday Serve. It's the first Saturday of every month. It's easy to remember. June the 6th is the next one. Come here. There's a group of people that are here that gathered together for that. And then we send groups of people out into the community. It's, it's very well run, very well organized. I also want to challenge you to do something else. Pastor Scott talked about it just a moment ago. I want to challenge you to sign up and serve with, with Summer of Impact over the month of June where there will be over 34 different opportunities to not only, listen to this, to not only be the hands and the feet of Jesus in our community, but there's another benefit, and that is to get connected with other believers. I, I know for a fact that there are people here at Coastal who have made already what they would consider to be lifelong friends because they serve on a regular basis here. And they laugh and they cry and they pray and they just do life with people. And they got connected through serving. Now, I want to spend the rest of our time today talking about some practical steps that you could take to form healthy friendships. So, number one, seek godly friendships and avoid unhealthy friendships. Seek godly friendships and avoid unhealthy friendships. You see, it's not just that you have people in your life. It matters what kind of people you have in your life and you do life with. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Uh, if you were growing up in church, maybe your parents quoted this verse to you. It says this, don't be fooled by those who say such things. And here's the part that they quoted. For bad company corrupts good character. 
Now, I want you to circle the first part of that statement, though. Don't be fooled. In other words, don't deceive yourself. Don't be deluded into thinking that you are incapable of being impacted by the people in your life. You know, what he's saying is that you can have people in your life who really aren't that good for you. I've, I've said this before, and maybe you've heard it said, I'm not sure where this came from, but I believe it. Your character, in many ways, is the sum total of the five people that you spend the most time with. In other words, the, the kind of friends that you have, the people that you're choosing to do life with, it has an impact on the kind of person you are becoming. Now you think about that. That's why we've got to be diligent and intentional about the people in our lives and, parents, the people in your children's life. Now, I am not saying that you know, all of your friends uh, should be Christians. Okay? In fact, I, I really don't believe that at all. But what that does mean is that you know, your core group of friends, the people who are impacting you and you're impacting them, you, know, you, you need people in your life who are going to be a godly influence in your life. People who are gonna help you discover God's purposes for your life instead of pulling you away from God's purposes. You need people who are gonna help you grow in your faith instead of constantly drawing you away from God and drawing you away from the church. You need people who will lead you out of temptation instead of constantly leading you into temptation. You need people in your life who build you up instead of constantly tearing you down. And that's what the Bible is talking about when it says bad company corrupts good character. And many times, listen to this, the only solution to these unhealthy, toxic friendships is to walk away. Now, I don't think you have got to be mean about it. I don't think it has to be some big dramatic thing. But whenever there's somebody in your life who is tearing you down and moving you away from God, you need to pull back. You need to pull away. Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And we need more friends in our life like that. That sharpen us, that help us become more like Jesus. So let me ask the question. Do you have those friends in your life right now? Now no one plans to have, you know, bad friends. No one plans to get stuck into a, a lot of unhealthy uh, relationships. But here is where loneliness really comes into play. I mean, when you feel lonely, many times people will do almost anything to get rid of that feeling. I mean, we'll hang out with people that we really shouldn't be hanging out with. Uh, we'll get into a relationship with someone that we shouldn't be in uh, just because we're lonely. We'll sleep with somebody because we don't want to be lonely. I mean, I've actually talked to people who have stayed in abusive relationships because they would rather feel the pain of abuse than the sting of loneliness. And that's why, regardless of your stage of life, whether you are you know, single, married, in your 20s or 40s or older and retired, kids or no kids, we have all got to constantly be working on developing these godly relationships 
in our lives. Now, the problem is, where do you go to find them? Where do you meet these people? Again, guys, listen. One of the reasons the church exists is just to have this, this place, to have this environment where you can begin to get connected with other godly people and develop this support base of godly friends who will support you and help you grow. So I think we'd all agree that this is important stuff, but then how do you actually do it? How do you develop these friends? Well, let's talk about that. Let's get really practical. Number two, make friends by first, you ready for this? Being a friend. Being a friend. I mean, a lot of people spend time, energy, and effort looking for people who will listen to them, accept them, be there for them, and they yet they spend very little time, energy, or effort actually trying to do those things first for other people. Listen, if you want to have friends, you've got to first learn to be a friend. 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Show it by your actions. Nobody wants friends who just say it, and then when it comes time to show it, they're gone. Now, so what does that look like? Let's, let's nail this down. Let me give you five C's, the letter C, five C's of being a friend. Here they are. First of all, be considerate. Be considerate. I love Philippians 2.4. Don't look out uh, only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. That is a countercultural verse right there. I mean, everything in our world today, from, from the moment we are born, we are conditioned to look out for number one, to think about ourselves first. And as a result, over time, and in the world that we're living in, even more so, we are disconnected because everybody's thinking about themselves. And they're not considerate of other people. In other words, if you want to connect with people, you've got to start with their needs and not your own. Start with their hurts. You've got to be thoughtful of others and not always worrying about people understanding you first. You try to understand them. That's how you begin to make that connection. Now, here's the great news, though. As a believer, God promises that when we focus on meeting the needs of other people, he guarantees he will meet yours. That's why we never make apologies, by the way, for challenging people to serve, because Jesus said, you find life by giving yours away. So be considerate. Number two, or secondly, uh, be constructive. Be constructive. And I'm talking about your language here, your words. Use your words to build others up. Ephesians 4.29, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen, that it benefits them. Now, the number one way that we encourage or discourage the people in our life is through the words we speak. You can use your words to, uh, to build people up um, or to tear them down as weapons. So let me ask you, or better yet, maybe I should ask the people in your life, how do you use your words? Do you encourage people or do you tear them down? The next C, uh, be candid. Be candid with people. In other words, be open, be honest. Proverbs 24, 26. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Now notice there that being candid, being open, being honest, and being connected, friends, it goes together. 
You don't have one without the other. Genuine, healthy relationships are built on honesty, not flattery. I mean, if you've got somebody in your life who's always kissing up to you, always telling you what you want to hear, listen, they don't love you. They're using you. Flattery is a sign of a manipulator, not a real friend. Here's the next one. Be confidential. This is big. Be confidential. Proverbs eleven thirteen. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Are you the kind of person that can keep confidences? You know, it's funny. I we tend to think of uh, gossip as uh, one of those little sins, right? You know, it's just a, a misdemeanor sin, right? But in Scripture... When God, you know, lists sins or talks about gossip, he tends to put it on the same list with things like sexual immorality and and, uh, murder. Why? Because it's so destructive. You know, most friendships are destroyed by gossip than any other kind of disloyalty. When you, you know, when you think that you can trust someone and then you find out you can't. And then finally, be committed be committed. Again, friendships take time and effort and work. They're not going to happen overnight. They don't happen by accident. They require commitment. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at when? All times. And a brother is born for a time of adversity. That means a friend loves even when it's inconvenient, even when they don't feel like it, even when sometimes the other person doesn't deserve it, even when times are tough. Because that's what a real friend does. Friends, friends see you through something when everybody else thinks you're through. They walk into your life when everybody else walks out. Now let me say this though. If you look at those five C's, if you're in a friendship or a relationship with someone and it is constantly only one way, it's not reciprocal, never. Now, obviously, there's, a, there's some give and take, and there's seasons in friendships, but if you're in a relationship that's never that way, it's always one way, then you're probably in a toxic, unhealthy relationship. So, seek godly friends, avoid unhealthy friends, make friends first by being a friend, and then three, uh, have fun with your friends. Now, I know that sounds so simple, uh, but, it, but it's so important, just having fun, and I think especially today, because we're so busy This is a missing ingredient in so many friendships. Here's the question. Do you have people in your life that you just love being around, that you enjoy laughing with? You're able to relax with them. You're able to just kick back and be yourself around them. By the way, when you think about having fun, uh, studies show that this looks very different for men and women. Uh, I was just in a life group this past semester and kind of talked a little bit about this, about some of the differences uh, between men and women. Women tend to be, and we know, we know this, right, more verbal than guys do and uh, than guys are, and, a little, and they're, able to, they're more likely to connect with a friend uh, through conversation. But here's the thing. Guys don't usually get together just to talk, right? There's, there's usually got to be some sort of activity, some sort of purpose. I mean, we'll watch a game together, we'll fish, we'll play golf, we hunt, we do some sort of project. And in fact, guys can do those things with other guys and that whole time hardly say two words to each other. And yet, at the end of the day, they feel like they're best friends, right? 
That's exactly the way it is. Now, this is an important principle to learn if you're married or if you're about to be married. Guys, if you want to feel close to your spouse, if you want to really invest in your wife, you do have to learn to communicate with her. You gotta look her in the eye. You've gotta learn to listen. You gotta be focused. You gotta be able to talk and, and connect because most women connect and have a good time and they connect emotionally with someone through verbal communication. Now, women though, if you wanna connect with your man, with your husband, one of the things you got to do is you gotta learn to find some sort of a shared activity. Those of you who went through love and respect with me and Janet this past semester, it was called a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder activity, right? Where you can just do something together, have fun together, and sometimes, you ready for this? Say very little. And yet, in your man's mind, man, this was awesome, right? It was fun. You see, what I'm trying to get at is that when we overlook the importance of having fun together as a way of strengthening our friendships, we're missing out. When you stop having those date nights, when you no longer plan or schedule those you know, play dates with your kids and other children, Ecclesiastes 8.15 says, so I recommend having fun because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. Life's gonna be tough at times. And so you ought to schedule those times to, to have fun, hang out with your friends, and stop saying you're too busy. Number four, carry the burdens of my friends. If you've ever been through a hard time, you know how important it is to have true, close friends. Proverbs 27.10 says, never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to a brother who lives far away. Listen, when you connect with people, when you have friends, it's not always gonna be about you. It's not always gonna be about what they, you know, what they can do for you. Sometimes God allows people into our lives and good friends so that you can be there for each other through a difficult season. And when he does, man, it grows that friendship like nothing else will do. Ephesians 4, 9 and 10 says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone, circle that, falls alone alone is in real trouble. Circle those two words, real trouble. Some of you, you are a phone call away from being in real trouble because you're alone. You, you're not connecting with people. You aren't making friends. Listen, God never intended for you to handle the challenges of life all alone. What would happen if you got laid off this week? What would happen if you got hit with a substantial challenge that you, know, you weren't prepared for? Would you be left to face those things alone? God doesn't want that. And so if you are here today and that's kind of where you're at, there's one final thing that I think we all need to take to heart. Number five, take a risk and make new friends. Take a risk 
People who have friends, people who practice the habit of friendship, that's what they do. They take a risk. You know, so if you're sitting here today and you know, you're watching this online, you're thinking to yourself, you know, I really don't have, Pastor Chris, these, these types of people in my life, you know, and I don't know where really to go to meet these types of people. Listen to me. You need to take a risk. You, you need to take ownership of this and make a choice to do something about it. Here, here's what I want you to do. Let me give you some examples. For those of you who are new here to Coastal and you don't know anybody yet, hey, make a commitment, make the choice, take the risk and come to the newcomers today at 1230. Come back, you know, tune in online, make, take the risk. Just begin the process of possibly meeting some new people. Make a commitment now to join a life group next semester. You know, we talk about groups all the time here at Coastal. You're gonna hear a lot about them, you always will. Make the commitment now. They're, again, they're coming to a close right now, but they'll start back up in the fall. However, here's what you could do right now. It's join a life team. You know, take the risk and join a life team and start serving. Well, again, whether that's in the cafe, you know, over at Coastal Kids, First Impressions, you know, security team. There's so many opportunities for you to sign up and start serving. You don't have to wait until you kind of, you know, well, I got to get into the in crowd and I got to get voted in or something. No, 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 no. Start serving now. Sign up for Summer of Impact. 34 different opportunities, not only to be the hands and feet of Jesus, but to meet other people and connect and have fun and laugh and, and pray, all of it. And by the way, if you have children, bring them on Sunday mornings and take them over to Coastal Kids. Your kids need to be around other kids. They need to laugh, they need to play, they need to, they need to begin those connections. If you've got students, get them to student ministry. Man, we're getting ready to come out with a, a great summer calendar you know, for our students, a lot of, lot of opportunities you know, for them to get Get connected. But I, I get it. I mean, I do. I understand how easy this is. You know, you tell yourself, we all tell ourselves, we're just so what? Busy. And then maybe you come in on Sundays and, you know, maybe you come a little late. Nobody comes late to church, right? No, of course not. Uh, but you come a little late. You kind of sneak in. You find a seat. You know, you really don't talk to anybody. The service ends. You kind of quickly, you know, sneak out. Or now, Obviously, over the last year, it's been easier than ever to do that because you can just tune in online and watch everything from home. And so now it is possible both to come here on Sundays or tune in and just always be completely anonymous. Here's what you need to hear. Long term. That is not what God intended for you. It's not. He wants you to take a risk. Those of you who've been watching from home, it's probably time to come back. Those of you who are here, sneak in, sneak out, take a risk. Get connected. He, he wants you to get in a group next semester. He wants you to start serving, connect with godly people. 
I love um, Luke 19, 26 from the, the message paraphrase. Listen to this. Jesus said, that's what I mean. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and end up holding the back. Some of you are here today and you are really struggling with this issue of loneliness or lack of friends. But you're playing it safe. And you're going to end up holding the bag. You, you need to take a risk. Let, let me say something. Listen, we can't force that. We, we can't, you know, uh, we can't force you to get connected. We can't force you to join a group. We can't force you to serve. We can't force you to sign up for Summer of Impact. We can't force you to talk to people and engage with people. All we can do is provide the opportunity. And we do that. We do. The choice is yours. Take a risk. You know, if, if you think about it, it was Jesus who gave us the ultimate example of friendship. John 15, 13, listen to this. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You see, that's what Jesus did for you. He gave the ultimate example of friendship by giving his life for ours, for our sin, so that we could become Friends, get that, friends with God and eternal life. Listen, if you've never experienced that friendship, the friendship that God offers you through faith in his son Jesus, I wanna encourage you to take that risk today. Make that choice. It'll be the greatest risk you've ever taken it will affect every area of your life, here and in the life to come. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today, first of all, I just wanna thank you and praise you for all of the friends in my life. God, I am a blessed, blessed man, and I thank you for the so many, so many people that you have brought into my life, some for a season, a short season, many for a long season, who have, I've had the chance just to do life with. They've prayed for me, encouraged me, spoke truth into me. They've done all the things and all the one another's, and I just thank you for that. And Lord, I believe that's what people are, so many people today are looking for. They're not just looking for a friendly church. They're looking for friends. They're looking for community. They're looking for people that they can do life with. And Lord, I just thank you for Coastal. We can't make that happen, but we can provide the opportunity. And I thank you for all those opportunities here. And listen, if you are here today and you have not yet become friends with God through faith in Jesus, you can do that right here and right now. Just pray something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I come to you recognizing that I don't have that friend relationship with you. But I want it. I need it. And I recognize the thing that's been keeping me from it. It's me. It's me and my sin. It's, it's, it's. But today, God, I, I humbly come before you and, 
And I say, I believe. I believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is your son, that he came to this earth to die in my place, to pay the payment for my sin. He went to a cross for me, but he proved his power over all of that sin, death, and the grave by coming back to life. And today, I put all of my faith, my trust in him and him alone, and I want to follow him. I want to become more and more like you see me right here and now, your forgiven child, your son, your daughter forever, and your friend. And I want to grow in that friendship with you from this day on. We love you, Father. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.